RadioZillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the GameZilla Podcast. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grim, and with me remotely, my boy, the butter uh, from another mother, Butter Boy. Yes, most <laughs> butter is from other mother- mothers, and those mothers are cows. Butter facts. <laughs> Anyways, Butterfax. 2022. Hashtag Butterfax. Um, (laughs) Welcome to the Gamezilla Podcast, episode 364. I did not check that, so I really hope I'm right. But um, I, I, I didn't check it either. But last episode wasn't I going three six three. I thought you, I thought you were, which is yeah, which you know is burnt into my brain. I just went to our own website to verify it. We're good. Welcome to episode three hundred and sixty four of the Games Little Podcast, brought to you by our patrons. Yeah, I, real quick before we get into the Patreon plug, I like the subtle flex that you're reminding people that we have our own website. Like that's a flex. A lot of podcasts <laughs> out there don't have their own website. We're uh, legit. And that website is made possible by our amazing page, amazing, amazing, crazy, and amazing patrons. They paid us so that we know how to speak. We know how to be talking no goods. Patreon.com slash Gamesdilla Media. It's where you can go to make sure that we have a website where where all things Gamesdilla can be enjoyed. Make sure you head over to patreon.com slash games of the media. Start your Patreon today. Starts at just $1 per month. Get you access to the exclusive live stage. You can be part of the live recording of the games of the podcast. You miss out on a ton of weird shit going on when we're, uh, we're talking in between um, recording muster bust leading up to uh, actually recording the show. We have a good time. We, we answer your questions. We chit chat. Shout out to Super Lars hanging out in the chat, having some fun with us today. So get in the live stream in the Games of the Media Discord. It's only available for patrons starting at just $1 per month. Then at $5 per month, there's the sweet exclusive access level, which will get you some cool stuff from us here on the Games of the Podcast as well, the Last Action Podcast and Noobs and Dragons. Speaking of the Games of the Live chat, Super Lars has confirmed that 363 was the last episode, so we now have two confirmations that we are indeed on episode 364. 363! No. <laughs> oh, God. I thought you'd be like, three Nintendo 64s! Or something like that, you know? Come on, yeah. you gotta, gotta, gotta come up with something for me. Anyways. Nintendo, three, Nintendo Xbox 364! <laughs> All right, well... First of all, thank you once again to our patrons. Uh, we really appreciate all the support that we get from you guys. And uh, we do have a really good episode for you today because the chaos continues within the gaming industry and just the uh, the, the mass, uh, what do we want to call this? Just the the purchasing of everything that's, that's good and bad. Uh, and these companies just buying everything up right now. So, you know, we already talked about 
uh, Microsoft buying Activision. And of course, throughout these last couple of years, we've seen Bethesda purchased. We've seen, you know, everything going on. Well, uh, we kind of got to this point where we're like, well, is Sony going to do something? And we're like, well, we've heard rumors that Ubisoft and EA and Square Enix and Sega and all these things. Well, a couple days ago, Sony came out and they, you know, they made us all realize that they have no idea what they're doing. And they went out and bought Bungie for $3.6 billion. It was the murmur heard around the internet. Bungie. You heard me right. Bungie. Famously known for Destiny, Destiny 2. If you still want to credit them with Halo, I mean, I guess you can. But I mean, how many years ago was you gotta that? Credit, you got to credit them with, a, with inventing uh, the, the, the studio that revolutionized the first person shooter on consoles. Don't discount what they did 20 years ago. Yeah, but at the same time, how many people are still in, working at Bungie that actually worked on those projects? Some. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You're saying you're, so, you're saying some, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm not sure had, that that's had, accurate. I had to have an answer, so my answer would have been none or some. You should so have I said one. The, I would have believed that. One, one, yeah, one. I don't know. There's got to yeah, be one then, idiot that's still at that studio. Um, you can fact check that a lot easier than me just saying some. You know, like oh, some. Maybe. I wanted you. To, I wanted your take on it. You know. You heard it. Some. Came up with some. The answer is some. Um, some. Sony, <laughs> Sony Interactive Entertainment has announced it will acquire Destiny developer Bungie for $3.6 billion. Bungie will be uh, continue to run as an independent studio of SIE and will remain a multi-platform studio with the option to self-publish and reach players where they choose to play. Um, yeah, so if you don't know who Bungie is, like we said, they, uh, they created Destiny, a live service, first person shooter RPG, uh, tag on any other genre you want to that. They probably have figured it out somewhere, but, um, I, I don't, this whole, this whole situation is weird to me. And so... They go on like let me read like let me read some of these these quotes here. We've had a strong partnership with Bungie since the inception of the Destiny franchise, and I couldn't be more thrilled to officially welcome the studio to the PlayStation family. And that was from the CEO Jim Ryan of Play of PlayStation. Um, Ryan begins to begins by confirming Bungie's independence. I want I want to be very clear to the community that Bungie will remain an independent and multi-platform studio and publisher. Ryan also says that Bungie will sit alongside the PlayStation Studios organization where the two groups will collaborate. PlayStation Studios will also gain access to Bungie's proprietary tools which can be used for PlayStation Studio teams according to the blog. And this would be the blog on both Sony's side and Bungie's side. Bungie detailed that the acquisition means for the company calling SIE a partner who unconditionally supports us and all we are and who wants to accelerate our vision to create generation-spanning entertainment, all while preserving the creative independent that beats in Bungie's heart. 
Bungie reaffirms that it re- retains its ability to independently publish and develop games even after the acquisition and that it com- that it's committed to supporting games and communities where they choose to play. So, my initial thoughts on this were, and, and I understand they came out there and they said, we're going to remain independent, we're going to do these things, right? But, like, bottom line is, if you're bought for $3.6 billion, you're not independent. You're not. Fuck up enough, and you'll find out just how independent you are, which you do a really good job at doing a lot. <laughs> so this is a track record that we've seen time and time again. This is the third. Here we go. Third time around. Okay, Bungie's over on Microsoft. They're tired of playing Halo. They don't have their independence. They want away. They let Halo stay with Microsoft. They bail. Okay, they make a deal with Activision. It's not the same type of deal. I understand that, right? They make they make a publishing deal, and they they there is some there is that ability for either side to walk away in the contract and all that jazz. And then several years go by. And they complain about it. They complain about that they're unable to make the game that they want to make. And they want their independence. And Activision at that point was like, oh, thank God. And severs their tie and lets them walk away. And take Destiny with them. Then we hear that that was the final straw. We are we are an independent company. We are going to self-publish. We are Bungie. We're staying. We want our independence. We want to stay just us. We want to show that we're a developer. We're a company that can stand on our own two feet. Now, I'm not going to sit here and dive into all the situations of how Destiny has changed over time where they're they're sunsetting all this content because they, you know, they've literally come out and said they can't uh they don't have the resources to manage it all. I'm not going to bring up the idea that they've run through investor moments, raising millions upon millions of dollars for projects that we have heard nothing about. But yet Sony comes calling with a $3.6 billion check and you go, oh yeah, sure. We're in, we're in, let's do this. Let's go round three here, but don't worry, we're independent still. No, this is how that, this is how that went. They, you know, they're like, yeah, we raised all this money, we got all these projects in the works that we aren't talking about, and they're like in a meeting, like, hey, Sony's here, they have three point six billion dollars. Um, how are those projects coming? They're like, oh yeah, we we got nothing. Like, okay, well, we'll invite them in. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and so like, there's a lot of angles here as to. The Bungie side of it, I don't get. I don't. I don't like. I don't like Bungie side of it because to me, it just kind of looks like a cash grab. They're, you know, they're they're padding their pockets. They're, you know, if things go good, then great. You know, it looks like a good move. If things go bad, they're going to want out in two to three years, right? Like that's just how. That's just that's what we've seen. As, as a as a very very you know reoccurring situation from Bungie. Okay, so. That's that's the bungee side. The Sony side of it, whatever, man. Sony, you got money, you want to spend it, you're watching you're watching other companies get bought up. What what can you do? Let's go buy something that helps our multiplayer side of our business which doesn't exist on our first, in, when it comes to first party. Like when it comes to first party, we had Killzone and it was so bad that that company reinvented themselves and made a single player story mode game. Thankfully it was good and everyone loves it. 
But Horizon Zero Dawn is very different than Killzone. You don't have multiplayer games. You live off the third party. You live off Activision, which is soon to be Microsoft. You live off uh, off you know Blizzard, which is soon to be Microsoft. You live off EA, which is still EA for the time being until someone buys them. But like your multiplayer games don't exist within the Sony environment at all. So what do you do? You go out and buy Bungie, a company that is known around Halo and Destiny, two really, really good games as a service, something else that you don't really do that well, and multiplayer shooters that can be very popular. Let alone whatever Bungie's working on down the road as far as the new IPs that we do know exist, but have heard nothing about them in several years, other than the crazy amounts of money that they raised for those projects. So for Sony, I get it, kind of. I think it's a huge gamble because of the, and I think they, I think they overpaid. And in, in, in today's world, you're overpaying for everyone at this point. You know, like you look at these numbers, they're they're insane. And uh, considering, I think it was in 2019 that Sony bought uh, Insomniac for something like 219 million. Yeah, 219, 223, those are the numbers. It's somewhere around there. And yeah. it's like, oh, that's like jump change in comparison to yeah. what they paid for Bungie. And, and in all know, reality, it, when I, you look at Insomniac, given they were already a PlayStation-oriented t- you know, group, but, but you know, they just got bought out. So like, when you look at them and you think about games that they've made, they seem to me they're more valuable than Bungie. Well, the the question, the the biggest question about this acquisition is monthly or annually, how much money does Destiny bring in um, through the Eververse or whatever you know the the emojis and all the other sh- people play spend money on within Destiny? Because again, you just brought up that Sony's. Uh, has thrived off third-party offerings when it comes to multiplayer games. They don't have a lot that can pop into my mind of games that would perpetuate um, continued revenue streams from through microtransactions. It's not something that's really as much part of Sony's core. And Destiny being a uh, continually updated game, what is it, every six months or so, a couple times a year, they're dropping another, another DLC pack. So I, I do wonder financially how much money sony could recoup in the first couple years just off what has already been developed for destiny 2 i mean yeah obviously there is that concept i think the player base of destiny 2 is i don't i don't want to say it's non-existent but it's not you know it's it's never recovered from its decline uh it, I guess I should, I'm saying that wrong. It has recovered, but not where they've wanted it to, you know? And so I think Witch Queen, which is a DLC coming out later this month, it does have a lot of hype around it. And it is, it is creating excitement around the, the Destiny fan base and is going to help, you know, kind of kick it off. Um, obviously, this purchase isn't official yet or anything. So it's not like Sony's banking on whatever happens here with Witch Queen. But again, they, they must be looking at the the path, right? The the road that's paved for Destiny 2 and potentially Destiny 3 down the road. 
I think Destiny 3 isn't going to even be talked about until like after like 2024 after, right? Like they've already they've already stated that that we're going to be riding Destiny 2 until that point. And then as far as whatever these other projects are that, you know, I'm sure Sony now had, you know, they've they've been given a glimpse as to what's being worked on and maybe there's something there that is like ultra exciting, world changing or something that's going to be great for Sony to have. But to also claim that that Destiny or that Bungie is independent, can self-publish, can put their games wherever they want, this is a play that we talked about with Microsoft. Is that Microsoft doesn't care where you play their game? They don't care if Call of Duty's on PlayStation because if you buy a copy of Call of Duty, Microsoft's still making money, and so Sony's making money if you're buying DLC or or Destiny Three or whatever it is from Bungie. No matter if you're on an Xbox PC, it doesn't matter. So. You know, I think this is this is a move to match that that uh, that game plan as far as this industry goes, where exclusive hardware is less and less important. They're still gonna let they're still gonna have it for their hardcore fan base, but you know, uh, they also realize that they can bank a lot of money off of just software side of things um, by just owning IPs and. So I, you know, I don't think I don't think we see Destiny two or eventually Destiny three or any of this DLC obviously find its way to be exclusive. I think we could start to see maybe some PlayStation, you know, exclusive like uh, items within the game or something like that, or like exclusive night, you know, like we used to see, right? Where it was like, oh well, they get this Nightfall six months before everybody else. They get access to these guns, you know, and things like that. Like th- that could happen again, sure. I think it's such an archaic concept anymore that like people are more annoyed by it than anything. And there's not really, it doesn't really draw excitement. There used to be that time where you could walk into a GameStop and you would like pre-order a game for a specific system because you really wanted Yoda as a playable character in Soul Calibur, right? Nowadays, it's like, I should just be able to buy that fighting game and play whatever character I want to play. Stop being stupid. So... Those paywall those paywalls are kind of old school and I don't know I don't know that they are the greatest idea, but I mean you could see some of that stuff come back and then I, I really think Sony's play on this is that we are going to let you be free. But my concern is is that once Bungie starts to have some speed bumps like they've been known, you know, that that they're historically known for, what happens? Because I feel you know, a lot of the there was a lot of freedom with the Activision deal that clearly wasn't as free as they thought it was. And so is this contract that they, that they're ready to sign here with Sony similar where they feel like they have this freedom. But I mean, in all reality, when I'm paying $3.6 billion in the end, the one that paid the 3.6 billion gets to make the decision in the end. Like you're doing something dumb enough. I get to step in and say, well, technically I own you. So stop. I mean that that's pretty much how this works. Why else would Sony give you 3.6 billion dollars? Now, it's not just 3.6 billion to Bungie. Let, let's let's cover this. Some new news broke today about that. Super interesting and yeah. really good, to be honest. Yeah, about this about this money. It is really interesting. I know you you say it's really good. I think it's it's can be good, but it also is is kind of weird. And so, 
$1.2 billion of the 3.6 is to keep Destiny 2 developers from leaving Bungie. So basically approximately one-third of the $3.6 billion um, consideration consists primarily of deferred payments to employee shareholders conditional upon their continued employment and other retention incentives. Uh, Sony announced this in their earnings presentation, uh, which was first reported by Tweaktown. The they approximately 1.2 billion will be paid over several years, with an estimated two thirds to be paid within the first two years following the acquisition official closing date. Sony is paying for the people as much as for Destiny 2, which makes sense. I mean, if you believe in Destiny and you believe in Destiny's future, then the people that are there working on Destiny, you want to retain them. I mean, obviously, that's yeah, you that makes all the sense in the world. Um, and so to put the number in perspective, this is where I read this. Sony paid $229 million for Spider-Man Maker Insomniac Games as recently as 2019. Uh, well, Bungie has more than double the number of employees at 900. Um, $1.2 billion still comes out to over $1 million per developer, though obviously some folks at Bungie will get much more while others will get much less based on your position. Um, the massive payouts come as, uh, oh, sorry. What were you saying? That's good money. I mean, you love to hear about developers getting paid. You absolutely you do. Yeah, for sure. The, the massive payout comes as a consolation or, uh, oh my God, I can't say the word right now. Um, wow. Why can't I say the word butter boy industry shrinking? Consolidation? Consolidation. I couldn't, I couldn't get it out of my mouth. Thank you. The massive payouts come as a consolidation in gaming industry kicks into overdrive. The capital from other parts of the economy floods the market. Uh, this has led to unprecedented competition between companies for game development talent. And it is clear from the way Sony has talked about the Bungie deal that, that what it's most interested in is the studio's expertise when it comes to making live service games. It can't capitalize on that if senior developers all cash in their chips at once. So, um, but as everything, you know, as it sounds really good and, you know, and people getting paid for, for, you know, their, their skill set is fantastic, but, um, the strategy has rubbed some staff at Bungie the wrong way. As the Washington Post reported earlier this week, some developers view Sony's generous payouts as golden handcuffs. I don't really understand the time frames for the ramifications just yet. One employee said it seems designed to retain folks for at least a couple of years. So, you know, the problem here is that if you're retaining them for two years to get two thirds of that money, you know, are you are they really are you really retaining them where they're for them to stay or are you retaining them temporarily and then by the time you kind of get to that window of Destiny three do we see everyone go cool well the the you know the bonus is dried up all that extra money's gone I'm out you know that still comes down to the question is do they buy into this Sony you know purchase and that they're still free to do what they want and the independence is still there is it real is it fabrication do the do develop you know the developers within Bungie feel you know like it's this is real and all that still you know it has it's going to have to play out but um 
Yeah. Um, again, according to the Washington Post, employees will receive 50% of their total equity payout when the deal closes and the rest in uh, sub, uh, in in a few years to after that. So after that point, it's unclear how many developers will stay at the company. Those who spoke with the Washington Post were generally optimistic about Bungie's future under Sony, though a few remain cautious given some of the burnout-inducing working conditions at other first-party PlayStation studios like Naughty Dog Santa Monica, uh, Sony Santa Monica. During its recent investor presentation, Sony also announced the ambitious goals of releasing 10 live service games in the next four years and doubling first-party game revenue by 2025. So there's a, there's a big thing here that I, from this article that I, ne- I never really necessarily thought about until today. And Bungie is trying to put crunch crunch culture and other workplace issues behind them in the recent years and and really try to, like, create this balanced world. And and obviously there is that concern of moving into Sony and and obviously seeing the reports from Naughty Dog and and others that they they don't want to be held under the same scrutiny. But, like, how are you not, you know? And then when you're not, how do the other companies react to that, right? There's, 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 there's got to be this level of fairness. And, you know, if, 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 if Sony owns you, you know, and, and they paid for the company, pay for the company and they set these guidelines, why are, why are some groups getting different guidelines than others that, that creates internal problems. And then the final, the final thought I had about this is they said, they talk about the 229 million that they paid for Insomniac. What do you think Insomniac would sell for today? Just two, oh, just two years. 2019 was when they bought them. Two years. At least a billion, if not a billion and a e- half. Exactly. And, so, and, they, and, they, and they put it all towards the fact that society and, 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 and gamers and just people don't, you know, they we're not going out and doing as much, you know, pandemic, uh, COVID is still a thing and, you know, everything's going on. So they're talking about this, like, you know, surge that's causing all this, right? We always talk about bubbles, right? The housing market, all these bubbles. This bubble is, isn't going to be here forever. And the fact of the matter is that as, as people feel safer to return to a normal life, to return to going on vacations, to return to all these you know, aspects of their life that they've put on hold for years now, do we watch some of these companies overpay and just, and just you know, $70 billion for Activision, right? And then a year or two down the road, this market shrinks. What is that? What happens? Because, because from a housing market, when that happened, economy, the economy almost bottomed out and, and like, and people lost their lives. People lost their, their every, everything. So, um, not saying that would happen here, but we would, we would be seeing game, the gaming industry crumble. In, in certain ways. And so though some of these companies are big enough to survive, I'm not saying that Xbox, you know, folding could, would, would ruin Microsoft as a, as a whole, but it, but you also can't look at it and say it wouldn't affect them. And Sony in the boat that they're in, 
you could argue to say that the PlayStation brand is their most valuable aspect of their entire company and that that having a major fallout because of purchases. And again, Bungie's 3.6 billion. It's a lot of money still, but it's not 70 billion. So like, but again, if it all falls apart and down the road, we find out that Sony buys EA and they buy Sega, right? And, and everybody starts doing, and we, and we continue down this road of buy up, pay top dollar for all this stuff. And then the market shrinks. You know, that that could create a very ugly scene for our industry. We already talk about that less competition is a negative thing. You know, and, and and it doesn't it doesn't promote growth and it doesn't promote innovation within our industry. And instead, you know, it starts to build these silos that we just have to pick and choose between no matter what we like or dislike, we just have less options. And you know, that part's true, but then when the market shrinks and and these places are hurting then you know it gets even it, you know that that situation gets a hundred times worse so i don't i don't know anymore like obviously i was saying i like you know activision and blizzard was in a really bad spot and and they weren't uh you know they weren't really fixing their 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 uh public presence and, and image and so i was happy to see go see microsoft step in but at the same time, the more and more that I'm seeing this happen and now Bungie's happening and now now the question is who's next, right? Like what what happens next? There's already rumors that Sony's looking at Ubisoft and EA and, and Sega and all like every day you hear this new rumor, right? And you know, half of them are fake, but we also had we also didn't see this Bungie move coming. So who who knows what's gonna happen next? It just uh it's a little unsettling, especially that these companies are like projecting their their futures out at top dollar price points through a fabricated inflation of software sales because people are stuck at home. That That's the concern that we could see. And it might last this whole generation, but then what happens when next generation, they're like, okay, cool. We saw record setting generation with, with you know, Xbox series and PS5 and Switch pro or whatever the hell maybe we get and then like that next generation comes out and they're just expecting that boom and it doesn't happen what i'm not so concerned about it being like a a huge drop um in the gaming industry i i project that the the gaming industry is going to continue to grow and thrive and be successful what i'm wondering is with all of these studios potentially consolidating or being purchased by the larger, larger gaming companies. Um, is it a bad move because uh, are the types of games that the next generation of gamers is going to buy, not going to be games you buy is the Fortnite uh, plan of, Hey, I just want to rock this free to play game. And I'm good with this being like my video game that I play all the time and forever, or, you know, guys that just put a shitload of time into League of Legends, like, uh, are we going to see this next generation grow into more of a, I play one or two ever running games that never stop, opposed to our generation, where it was a lot of like, oh, I'm going to buy the new release that comes out. I'm going to buy a few new releases a year from major studios and then pad out the time in between my extra pocket money with indie titles. And cool, like th that's that's how I purchase games. I'm just concerned that all these studios are going to get bought up and then all of a sudden 
Sony and Microsoft are going to be like, yeah, we don't really, I guess, need all of this talent because really our company's being held up by these couple different companies or third-party games or something. So uh, that's my only concern is just the buying habits of the next generation, not that gaming won't continue to succeed and be uh, a huge uh, billion dollars, billions of dollars every single year. It's more or less the where how the money's going to be spread out. Where traditionally it's been spread out between a bunch of triple A's and then trickling down to some of the indies. I'm wondering if you know through the consolidation and the way consumer habits might change over the future that that money is going to be even harder to get. Yeah, and I mean that's that's another fair concern. Um, you know, I you, you can't. It's hard to look at the fact that like Activision was worth $40 billion more than what they sold for just three months before they sold be, and, and they dropped because of just, you know, being caught red-handed for some awful things, right? But the fact is you look at what these companies are worth and you and you look at that we're in the middle of a pandemic and you think about the fact that, like, you still, and part of it is a shortage, I get that, but you still can go get a PS5, turn around and sell it for double, maybe more than double online because of the demand it's it, you know like how just just looking at our life you know our our environment ourselves our friends and, and our community we know plenty of people that went out and bought video game systems that like they never would have if it wasn't for covid and so those people are putting time into games but eventually they won't I, like that i can i guarantee it there is fall off is it going to be like detrimental where it's like you know we're talking half no i don't i don't i don't believe that's that because i mean some of them some of these people that did buy into it rekindle the love that they had from their past and maybe you know maybe kind of became a gamer again and they won't walk away but the fact the matter is is that you know you still it's still tough to go find we have a friend we have a, a mutual friend that can't go find a switch oled right now you know decided the other day they wanted one couldn't find one you know, like it's just like the sales are they they they're yes they're expanding and yes there's you know new generations and new, and kids want this stuff and all that I get it but at the same time there are so many people playing right now that like are afraid to go outside still they're they're afraid to go on their cruise they're afraid to go to Disney World they're afraid to do these things and and you know the answer is well I need an outlet. I need an outlet and they've watched every goddamn movie that exists. So they need an outlet. Gaming becomes that outlet. Streaming became that outlet for me. And I'm so glad I found it. And it, and it, and it has changed me as a gamer has changed me as, as a person, as a content creator, everything to the point where like, I don't, I won't, I haven't run away from it, even though my life has opened up a little bit. Um, but even I have changed my habits of how much I'm streaming, how much I'm gaming, when I'm gaming, all of that has come down. All of that has reduced as the world has opened back up to me because I do like to golf and I do like to see my friend, you know, my friends that I haven't seen in person in, in so long. And so like that aspect will affect this. And so you know, when you're paying top, not even top dollar, when you're paying over value, you know, like, and you, and you talk about, well, how much is destiny making, you know, how much destiny, you know, destiny two right now might be making really good money better than it had been, but you know, next year, do we see it dip, you know, and part of that will be, is the game good still, but also part of that will be, you know, player base shrinks because there's just not as many people logging as many hours. And when you talk about a game as a service, it's not about, 
yes, it is about buying DLC, but it's also about how many hours per player are putting are they putting into this game. Fortnite cares about how obsessed you are with their game because then they can do the analytics of saying someone that plays my game X amount of hours is is bound to spend this many V-Bucks. I mean, we don't have to go, us personally, Butterboy, you and I don't have to go past our Best Buy days to understand that Best Buy analyzed your your reward zone members off of their purchases to guarantee how many times they would come in into your store per year, let alone how much money you would averagely spend per trip and all that stuff. They categorized it all. And, I, and again, I'm, I've been out away from Best Buy long enough, so if I'm breaking any type of rules there, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm in the clear. But like that's all analyzed, and that's why they want you as a free reward zone member so they can build all that data and understand you as a customer. It's the same thing here, just just as a player, and then and on how they can get that game as a service, continued subscription, Fortnite crew, V-Bucks, Battle Pass, you know, whatever it is, over and over and over again for what they consider an average lifespan of a gamer, you know? Someone this age is going to play Fortnite for this, for this long before they potentially switch up games, and we can expect to generate this much money out of each player we have, this many millions of players do the math we're rich you know and so that's fine and dandy except for like when you're microsoft and you buy activision for 70 billion dollars primarily because of the call of duty franchise as being i would say your number one reason why you buy it and then we see a just in a cliff fall off a cliff of gameplay you know just player base and stuff like that as the world opens back up that's going to be the interesting part of this uh, and that's going to be that unnatural bubble pop, right? Like we talk about bubble, sh- you know, the bubble situation either growing, shrinking, you know, having some concerns and stuff. But like that, that just unnatural situation that could cause something to really implode does exist in the grand scheme of you waited how many years to go on your cruise when the second that you, when the second they finally told you that you could go. You were on that boat, you know, right? And so, like, I was, I was, I was out, <laughs> and that, you know, and like, we're still at a time right now where that that whole industry is 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 destroyed, and people and they're filing bankruptcy left and right. But like, again, that is just a small example of like it slightly opened up, and yeah. those and the people that could go on those trips went. You know, look at look at your sports stadiums now compared to a year ago. I mean, you watch these NFL football, you know, these NFL playoff games. They're they're sold out. Upper upper bowl filled. They're not cardboard cutouts anymore. You know, like these types of things are happening. That's you know, and so like all this like analytical stuff of like gaming is the most you know the just the most viewed and 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 played and it's it's our biggest entertainment piece and all this stuff and though all of that statistically today is true how much of it has it was accelerated and an almost artificial growth because of something that we can't even necessarily agree is sustainable yet you're going to spend this type of money so you know anyways we don't need to we don't need to stick on that topic too much longer. We can get back into this the Sony bungee aspect of it. I think Sony needs this 
from for, from their portfolio standpoint, as long as they can trust Bungie, as long as Bungie delivers, and as long as Bungie listens when Sony talks, you know, and doesn't get up, doesn't feel offended and get upset when maybe not everything is, you know, everything's not going to always be perfect, right? And so, like, that's the deal. Is I feel like when things get a little rocky with Bungie, they get defensive and they they start to just. Point, they point fingers, they blame everybody else, they move on to their next chapter, but the problem is, is that the problems follow Bungie. And so when the problems follow Bungie, and you're no longer with Activision, and you're no longer with Microsoft, but the problems still exist, that point, that from my angle, that points the blame to you, as in Bungie. And so at some point, you know, you got to accept it and just work with the resources you have, work with the people that you have. And I think Sony, out of, you know, like, I mean, back when you were with Microsoft, it was a young company. So that the Xbox team you're with there compared to the Xbox team that's there today is day is 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 day and night. So I think based off their timeline and based off of the people that they've worked with, this is their best partner they've ever had. And they have to utilize it and they have to benefit from this and they have to be willing to work with Sony. And with that, yes, they could do some really cool things with Destiny, but but more importantly, they are paying $1.2 billion to keep the, de the dev team because Sony clearly believes in whatever's coming next. That's what it is. It's the future of Bungie that Sony has bought, not the current level of Bungie. You know, the current level of Bungie generates X amount of dollars, and sure, that's great. You can calculate that and say that, they're, that their return on investment was going to take them X amount of years, blah, 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 blah. But whatever is, the, is that they're holding behind, you know, behind their back right now and ready to show the world with these, with these new IPs or potentially what, what Destiny 3 holds or whatever, that is what Sony saw, and that is why Sony pulled the trigger on it. And I believe... I believe Bungie has greatness in them. We've seen it. We 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 talk. You know, it, as much as as much hate as we throw towards Bungie, it's because we've also loved Bungie so much that we we believe they can they can find that 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 chemistry that 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 magic again, and and really create something special for everyone to enjoy. And the fact that Sony's sitting back and saying, yes, everyone's going to be able to enjoy that is, is exactly what, as a gamer, what we should be excited to hear. I kind of, kind of doubling back a little bit. So Sony is buying into the people, you know, they're, they're investing that money and keeping those devs around. So it isn't a, they don't buy just the IP and then all the talent uh, flees to another studio. So, so Sony sees something in the people there. We have enjoyed Bungie video games. We have been frustrated by Bungie video games. But I honestly think that kind of getting back to what you're saying, that this is Bungie's best partner yet because we had an infant, infant Microsoft that they were working with, then the tumultuous uh, Activision Blizzard, and now they're with Sony, who is a grown-ass company who handles business. So if... If Bungie can be molded and wrangled and and actually take take a leadership from Sony from their parent company, we could see great things out of the future of Destiny and whatever else that that Bungie has in the tank. I I overall am optimistic by this move because what Destiny has done in the last two or three years or whatever it was when they split from Activision Blizzard, they haven't done anything to get me excited about their product. 
So I can hope that, you know, with some some of the, the Sony machine behind them, we can see Bungie rise to really being uh, one of the top studios in making games that people enjoy and aren't so frustrated with the mechanics or the, the delays or the release schedule or any of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I know there's been a lot of rumors around like a a competitive shooter that they that that Bungie's been working on. There's also the talk around the the name that they released uh, back a couple of years ago called of uh, it was called Matter. I don't know if you remember us covering this, but it was called Matter. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, and Matter. You know, there's a, again we we don't have any confirmation of any of this, but a lot of the talk has been a more traditional RPG based. Uh, you know, but. Uh, I mean, the some of that if the, some of that is true, it plays right into Sony's you know strong point, and and at the same time the the game as a service, the multiplayer side of it is something that that Sony has desperately needed. So it's it, you know the more you think about it from Sony's side, it seems like a like like a you understand why they made the move. Um. There's Super Lars has been chiming in in the uh, the Gamezilla live chat, and he said rumor is Sony has about ten billion more to spend. Um, there's other rumors saying that more announcements are coming soon, not necessarily all revolving around Sony, but just more uh, purchases that are going to be happening as this as this this buy up uh, situation keeps working, it keeps happening. And um, but you know Sony buying Bungie at three point six when you compare it to well, Bethesda, I think, was what Bethesda was like eight or eight, almost nine billion, yeah. and then uh, Activision was seventy. Um, you know, it, this is a much smaller situation here for Sony that um, could pay, play out really, really well. And I think at the same time, if in two to three years Bungie does a Bungie and wants to walk away, Sony can disengage from this probably pretty easily. And, and do just fine with the concept that they are also buying into this because we already talked about it. The technology that Bungie has is going to be shared with all other Sony first party. So this is the same idea that we talked about Microsoft with, you know, people coming in and being able to, you know, cross share their tools and their resources and all that type of stuff and just be able to together be able to make better products because, because of that, you know? And so, um, We'll see. Time will tell. Uh, we don't have it. We don't have an exact timetable on when this is to be completed and official and all that type of stuff. But I, I would imagine that this probably could move a little bit faster than say the Activision Xbox, uh, because it's just it's a much smaller transition uh, or transaction, and um, it's not going to get held up in antitrust. Exactly. I was about to say it's not going to get uh, flagged like like the Activision Xbox. Uh, transaction already has so um yeah i don't know obviously we'll keep reporting on this when we get uh exact dates and things like that and if any other news breaks around it but for right now it's a 3.6 billion dollar purchase 1.2 of that is going to the devs slash shareholders and you know and all that stuff so it's broken up from from the top down um i, I would really like to know what say like an average developer would could could gain out of this you know, we obviously we the, the report said there's enough there that everyone could get a million dollars, but like that's not going to happen. 
you know, you know, your your average your average developer, you know, your your guy that's designing trees, uh, isn't going to get a million dollars because then some of those people will, will take that money and then they'll retire. <laughs> they just won't work anymore. So like you're also not retaining your talent at that point either. But then you also have these, you know, like your big wigs here that are gonna be walking away with a hundred with with you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars. So um I just I hope the developers continue to come out. They don't need to give us the specifics, right? Because I'm sure they're they're they have signed contracts where they can't. But I hope we keep seeing positive. Right now, it seems like the majority of these of developers on the Bungie side are very positive about this. I hope it stays that way. Absolutely. But um, yeah, so I don't know. We'd love to hear what you guys think about this. Uh, Sony buying buying Bungie three point six billion. You can always can uh, keep the conversation going in the Discord server under the Gamezilla podcast channel. Hop in there, let us know what you think. I know, like Sony fans, you know, I feel like no matter what fan you are, like when like if you're a Sony fan, you hear this, you're you're pot, you're pretty happy about it, right? But in the grand scheme of things, like I try to, I try to look at this standing to the side, not an Xbox fan, not a Sony fan, not, you know, any of that stuff. I just kind of look at it from a gamer standpoint. And, um, I don't like the buy up overall as far as an industry, but as far as Bungie goes, I do believe they need someone to help steer. I've thought that for a long time. And I, you know, and there's been some adjustments to the company. There's been some new people coming in and some people leaving. And, you know, there were times where I thought that was going to help and it didn't really seem to. So I'm hoping that this is the move that we really can see Bungie return to what I consider their former glory. Cause I, I feel like they're, you know, they're, they're underperforming and they've been underperforming for a little while in my eyes. They're not, it's not bad. It's not God awful. But I, I, but they're better. They are capable of more. And so, if Sony can give them that leadership and give them the the additional resources that they need, then you know I'd love to see what they can do. And even if it turned into Destiny Three is a PlayStation Five exclusive, um, you know, so be it. At that point, I still would, I still love uh, Bungie and and. You know, I I have a PS5, so again, I don't. The world of like hardcore exclusives is so is interesting now because I feel like it only hurts you at this point nowadays. So, um, I think a lot of these companies are looking at it a different way. And sure, you you know, you got your Mario's that are going to be tied to Nintendo, and you're going to have your you know your God of Wars and your and your you know uh, Naughty Dog titles and stuff like that. This should be tied to your PlayStation. And Xbox has this Halo and Gears and Forza. Like you, you always have those names that still in your mind will always gravitate towards their respective brand. But we see PlayStation bringing games to PC. We've seen Xbox already do that to the point where they've even pushed stuff to the Switch. And we've seen Nintendo even break loose and start to work with Ubisoft with some of their franchise and move their, some of their stuff to the phone and things like that. So that PlayStation's first Switch game comes out like next month. <laughs> right, exactly. And so, you know, and we've seen PlayStation release uh MLB the show on on multiple platforms now, you know, with yep, this last what I'm talking this, about. Yeah, okay. So that's the one coming to Switch too. So 
the world is still changing in that sense. And for people to be concerned about games getting locked down to platforms, I'm not sure that that's the play anymore. And I think people have already paved the way and proven that if you want to make the big bucks, you don't do that. And so um, time will tell. But I was really upset about this purchase at the beginning. Uh, I didn't like it at all, mainly for Sony's part. I didn't like it at all because I thought Bungie was a hypocrite. And and based off of their, their last you know big uh, comments when they separated from Activision and what they wanted... But now that more has come out and they're they're really trying to to shed the light on independence and all this stuff, again, time will tell what that actually means. But it does create more hope and more excitement around the transaction. But the cloud is still there for the industry, which is we don't like to see these companies get bought up by by these big these big you know develop uh, publishers slash hardware creators and stuff like that because. You know, it, it it can it this could lead to some bad stuff, and I don't want to see that. So hopefully, hopefully it doesn't. But it it is a really weird time for this industry. Yeah, I'm I I don't know. the 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 more people that get to play good games, the better. We we will see. Uh, you know, there there was some excitement. You know, as the slight bias that we have as current Xbox players around the Activision Blizzard deal. Um. And, you know, there's there's some excitement uh, to be happy for Destiny as fans of Bungie. But, you know, I'm hearing rumors that, like, Capcom could be next or something like that. And I don't know. Like, it, it would be a shame if, if in, we're in 2025 and we look back and all the studios we've enjoyed video games for for the last 30 years are owned by one or two of the uh, the uh, big gaming companies. You know, you just... It, it, we, are we going to see other independent studios fill the voids to come up and be other third parties? Or is it going to just be a, a detriment to the industry? We won't know until time. Yeah, exactly. So, but once again, let us know what you think in the discord, come hang out with us, keep the conversation going. And, um, we would like to, uh, remind you that, uh, that we appreciate all the support and love from our patrons. So take it away, butterboy. Yeah. Thank you so much to everyone who supports us. Patreon.com slash games media. If you don't go there and start your patronage today, we are dropping must or bust. So you can know what games you should or should not buy for the month of February. That's dropping for our $5 patrons. Patreon.com slash games media. Go there and join us today. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to episode 364 of the Gamezilla podcast. We appreciate you and appreciate all the support. Uh, make sure you're listening to us. Uh, wherever you're listening to us, you hit that subscribe button. Leave, leave a review of five stars. Give us a comment. Whatever it is that you can do on your platform, we appreciate. And, uh, yeah, just remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game on. Game on.